Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. I have to tell you right off the bat, I've been watching a lot of binging with Babish lately, which if you're a food um, video human, like they're so mesmerizing. I've been watching a lot of that um, show recently, and he always starts off the episodes with like, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Binging with Babish, and I've started I've started recording the podcast intro just like that, so I'm trying to reel it back in. Happy 2021, my beautiful, sweet friends. I feel like I haven't talked to you all in a while, probably because I haven't. It's been about a month since I've recorded an episode. I took last week off because I needed it. I needed a week off and I was talking to my coach and I was saying like, what am I going to do? Like, I have another podcast episode to do and blah, blah, blah. She's like, you can let this be easy. You can take a week off and no one's going to die. <laughs> and that really has stuck with me because um, that's something I've, I've adapted into a lot of areas of my life. But for some reason, sometimes it comes back up because it used to be a really big emotional home for me. The, the feeling of everything has to get done. Everything is equally as important and it's equally as um vital and and urgent in my brain. And if I don't get everything done right away, then that means I'm not enough. Then that means I can't go forward. And that has been such a huge overcoming roadblock for me that actually I'm going to devote almost an entire podcast episode to it today. Um, Because we were actually talking about this in the Lyft community group, which you guys... If you have not joined, I I can't. I I'm I'm in awe. I'm in absolute awe by these amazing human beings. Um, when Kiana and I launched Lyft, our goal was to get ten people in the program. We wanted to have a community where people could like lift each other up and learn and and share their journeys and share the things that they've overcome and the things that they're struggling with. And and really, while Kiana and I are the the curators and the the mentors in this group, it's really about the community. And we had 20 people. We're almost at, I think, 20, a little over 20 now. And we had 20 people sign up, which blew our minds. And these amazing human beings are just outstanding. I'm just, I'm in awe. We have a, a Voxer group, which was actually a last minute addition because we wanted to make sure it was, again, community. It was all about building community. 
And so we created a Voxer group for those of you who don't know. Voxer is like a little app on your phone. It's almost like WhatsApp or texting, um, but you can do voice messages and everything like that. And so it's just been going going off every day with people saying things that they're struggling with, with people who are sharing wins. And I'm just, I'm so happy. I'm so amazed. But we were talking in the Lyft community, which by the way, it's not too late to sign up. It's never too late because now it's a membership and you can join anytime. Um, so if you are interested, link is in the show notes to learn more about the Lyft program. It is, and I'll go ahead and say this, you guys, I have seen these types of programs that honestly have less stuff in them um, go for $200, $300 a month. Um, and the fact that we are charging $47 a month is um, outrageous, I think. Um, we could easily be charging several hundred dollars, but that was not our intention. It's not about the money for us. It's about the community and it's about seeing people get lifted up. I mean, like that sounds so cheesy because the, the name of the program is Lift, but that's the purpose. It's about marrying your body where Kiana comes in. She's all about, um, uh, uh, she's a personal trainer. She's incredible. I've been working with her for weeks now. Um, but she's all about like getting your body energized, making sure what you put into your body is as equally as healthy and bountiful as the things that you do with your body and not in a body shame way. She's so good at marrying the like how how every body is a perfect body, how no matter where you are in your health journey, you are enough no matter where you are. And she's just incredible. And I'm in awe by this amazing human that I get to call my business partner. But it's all about marrying the body with the mind, which is where I come in. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, this is my shit. <laughs> marrying the body with the mind means what is your mindset? What are you focusing on? How can you create your dream goals, not from a place of action, frantic action, feeling like everything needs to happen at once? Because unfortunately, that's a lot of what the personal development community kind of breaches. It's so sad. And it's something that I am looking to really crush and debunk. And I, I don't want that to feel like that's a part of this community at all. Because yes, I believe in massive action, but there's a word missing. Massive aligned action is where this is at. Because so many people are just saying, well, like, if you're, like, get off your ass, you can keep going, like, you can do this, you can be happy, you can be happy, you can be happy. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but what if I'm already doing all the things and it's not enough? And that's really where I come in because I feel like the aligned part is something that is so overlooked. And that's why I think that this year is the year to really step into it. And so I'm actually... Um, recording this on a day that I'm doing a huge goal setting workshop for the Lyft community where it's not like my normal goal, set, goal setting workshops where we talk about what do you want? Why do you want it? How do you want it? Um, it's more about what have you done? What does that mean? What does that look like? Celebrate it. What are you wanting to bring in? And then going from there. And we're talking a lot about the alignment today, which is what I'm really excited about and actually what inspired me to do this episode now because I really believe wholeheartedly that 2021 can be the year that you stop being so damn hard on yourself. 2020 was hard. We all know that. I'd be stupid to say that, oh, it wasn't that bad. Man, you learned so much about yourself. Sure, you probably did, but it was still goddamn hard. 
So it's not about casting that aside and saying that, oh, 2021, or excuse me, oh, 2020 wasn't that bad. You overcame, you survived, therefore it wasn't that bad. Stop telling yourself that stupid lie. Stop not allowing yourself to give that credit to your own tenacity, to your own determination. It's time to give yourself some goddamn credit. <laughs> but I, I, when I was approaching this how, because you, you guys know me, I like to give you guys step-by-step processes. When I was approaching this step-by-step, how can we approach 2021 as the year that we stop being so hard on ourselves? I wrote down about four ideas and I was like, okay, this seems like a really good through line. I like this. I think that that makes sense. Let's add this. But something wasn't right because it was starting from a place of two steps ahead. And I was like, there's something missing. There's a step one that's missing. And that's forgiveness. Forgiveness. We really like to breeze past this step, no matter where we are. Because when something happens to us, whether it's big, whether it's small, whether it's majorly impactful and earth-shattering or minorly impactful but still weighs on us and we're trying to push past it a lot of the times we push past it but it's still like a leech it's still stuck to us so forgiveness is not to open up a wound per se it's to put on the healing bomb it's to allow it to close up and allow that chapter to end in a way that feels complete, not in a way that feels like I'm pushing past it. Does that make sense? When we are completing a chapter, it's we're looking at the journey. So I, I like to look at forgiveness in a few different ways. Um, one, I look at where I was when I started a, a experience and I'll, I guess I'll, I'll use this example. Um, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was in a domestic violence relationship um, way back when, and I was carrying that leech for six, seven years after I had ended it, and it it was something that was always weighing on me. It was something that was always attached to me. It led into new relationships that I created. It led into the way that I looked at my body. It led into the way that I looked at my growth and anything that I was able to accomplish because there was this huge belief because of this leech that no matter what I do, it's not enough. No matter what I do, no matter what I become, I, at my core, am not enough. And so I I say this forgiveness, not as forgiving him. That's a whole other episode of the podcast, which, by the way, I have done. I think it's possible, and there's a bunch of different ways. That's a whole, again, that's a whole other podcast. But I forgave myself for going through that experience. So what I did, I started with, who was I at the beginning? And I love, I just poured love into this person who I previously deemed naive, stupid, um, 
shameful, how dare you, what are you doing, those kind of things. I poured love into this person who was about to go through a process. A horrific process, but a process nonetheless. And I allowed myself, again, pouring love into this person to say these words. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. This is a process called Ho'oponopono. It's widely used in your linguistic programming. And to be honest, again, it could probably use an entire podcast episode, but I'm going to breeze through it just for today. But the reason I poured those words into it, and I didn't just say them once, I said them over and over and over again. But I poured love into the beginning of the process, or the beginning of the journey, I guess I'm going to say, this person. And then I looked at the end. And I listed all the things that that person grew and learned from that experience. I'm not going to say I'm grateful for the experience, but I'm so grateful for the person I have become and chosen to become as a result of that experience. So if you are coming out of 2020 and you're being really hard on yourself for not doing something, for getting laid off, for having your finances in a situation that you don't feel good about, for looking at the industry that you have devoted your life to and suddenly seeing blank, nothing, I really urge you to forgive yourself and list out either in Your mind on paper, you guys know I'm always a big advocate for doing this on paper. It's a lot more powerful, so I do recommend that. But listing out the things that you have grown in, the the experiences that you have maybe been able to have because of this experience. It might not be a long list, and that's okay. But start to find the gratitude in the journey. Does this mean that you're grateful that it happened? No. But you're choosing to find the gratitude in the journey of who you've become. So I think that starting there, no matter where you are, starting there is vital. Because if you walk into 2021, excuse me, I was saying to my partner earlier, I feel like I've been saying 2020 so much more than normal years that now saying 2021 just feels so weird. (laughs) But walking into 2021... (laughs) with still feeling angry at yourself for, again, not having done something, for letting you go another year without starting your goal, for letting your body go through something because of the pandemic that we went through and the coping mechanisms that you had to latch onto. These, this forgiveness exercise Again, looking at the gratitude, you can go back to the very beginning and maybe looking at the person who is going into this experience and really forgiving and pouring love into them. The words are, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I prefer that order saying it because I think ending in thank you just adds a nice like breath into it. I'm getting ahead of myself, but... (laughs) Um, looking at the beginning, pouring love into that person. Maybe there's a really impactful part in the middle, pouring love into that person. You can still love yourself even when you are at your lowest, quote unquote, 
or at a low. You can still love yourself so much and pour love into that person. And then going through the process, going through that journey and seeing what grateful moments you can pull out of it. What transformation has occurred that you now get to play off of. This part's important. That's why we're spending so much time on it. (laughs) But if you're going into 2021, holding on to any leech, start here. Now, let's say you've done this or you are (laughs) leech-free. I really recommend... Starting, and this is, I know, coming from a goal-setting expert, how dare you start with this? But go into 2021 and create a direction. This is not so you can hold yourself to an unbelievably high standard and have it be something incredibly huge and, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a millionaire this year. Like this, when I'm making $20 a week. Like, this is not for that. This is so that you go into 2021 and you're not floating. When we're floating, we go back to old coping and habit mechanisms. We go back to those. And normally, those habits or those coping mechanisms are not serving the person that we know we're supposed to be or the know that we're wanting to become. So a nice and easy exercise to do this and figure out what your direction is is to write out, I love this exercise, it's from Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. I've talked about it on (laughs) extreme lengths on this podcast. I've devoted two episodes to it with Andrew Koopman. But those, that book, it has an exercise in it that um, it's called Define Your Dream. And one of the exercises within that exercise is to free write for I think it's like 20, 30 minutes and answering the prompt, what I really want is. And I sometimes do this, and actually I just did it yesterday, for my year. What I want to create this year, blank, (laughs) and just write for as long as possible. And sometimes if I feel like I'm getting stuck, I'll look at categories of my life. I'll look at health. I'll look at business. I'll look at my relationship. I'll look at travel, LOL. (laughs) I'll look at um, family. I'll look at finances, I'll look at spirituality and mindset. But when I chunk it down into those steps, I can really curate that person and that direction that I'm wanting to follow. So I really recommend creating a direction for yourself. If you're directionless, do that exercise. What I want to create in this year is, or what I really want is, chunk it down into categories if you're really type A like myself, (laughs) But if you have a direction, I really recommend making it specific. If your direction is, I want to create more money, I'm getting woo-woo, guys, so alert. Woo-woo alert. But if if your direction is, I want to create more money, manifestationally speaking, you could gain a dollar and the universe is like, done, I did it, you're welcome. Whereas if it's like, okay, I want to make $100,000 this year, the universe is like, okay, I see you. Let's do this then, shall we? So it has a number attached to it. Um, for example, if, you're, um, if your 
New Year's resolution or if your direction is I want to get healthier this year, healthier is great. Healthier is an awesome direction. However, specific, 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 specific. How do you want to get healthier? Do you want to put food into your body that makes you feel so good, alive, and filled with energy? Do you want to move your body every day for 20, 30 minutes, whether it's yoga, a walk outside, or like a HIIT workout? Be specific. One of my favorite ways to really chunk down the health one is um, using like, I want to move my body for five days for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. (laughs) Five days a week for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. Wow. It's a lot of numbers. But having that really specific, tangible, and measurable, having that measurable goal is really important because then your brain knows how to do that. I want to get healthy is so broad. Your brain might know some ways, but it can feel really overwhelming because then it's like, oh God, which one's more important? I don't know. I want more money. Same thing really broad. I like to use this example as like a camera lens where you're zoomed out so far that the camera lens is making everything blurry because what's most important? I don't know. Everything's blurry. I don't know how to take this all in. My eyes, my camera lens can physically not take in this much information. So just like the camera lens, zoom in, chunk it down, get specific. Zoom in on one flower petal. That one flower petal will be crystal clear. And the rest is blurred and in the background. Because it knows it's either not its turn and it's coming up or it's not a priority. And that's okay. You're allowed to make certain things more prioritical than others. So having a direction is so important. It's so nice going into the year. I'll tell you, last year I went into 2020. Yes, not 2021. Oh my God. Now I'm going to be so thrown off. I went into 2020 with one goal because to be honest, I was not in a great headspace. My, I think I've mentioned this before. Last year um, around December time, my body started having these like visceral reactions. It started really being so afraid and so terrified. And I really didn't talk about it a lot because I was, to be honest, really afraid of it. I was afraid of that feeling because my body just kept saying, something's coming, something's coming. Now, I say this not only to flex my freaking witch muscle over here, but I say this because I was not in a position where I was like, I can make all the BHAD goals. I can make big, hairy, scary, audacious dreams come true. I was in a place of like, I can choose one. I can choose one that makes me happy and that makes me feel driven and that puts my mind at ease. And that one was running a half marathon. I knew I wanted to run the half marathon, the Chicago Spring Half Marathon. It was on May 12th, I believe. Um, obviously that didn't happen, um, in person or in the big community. I ran my own personal half marathon because I made a commitment and I made it happen. But what I, the reason I'm sharing this is I made it specific. I didn't say, okay, I'm going to go into this year. And even though I was in not a great headspace, I went into the year still saying, I know that if I'm not specific, I'm not going to do anything. And that scares the crap out of me. 
not doing anything towards my dreams, my goals, even in that really not so great mind, I was like, I know that that is going to make it worse. So make something specific, make something really actionable. Okay, I will run the Chicago Half Marathon on May 12th, 2020. So obviously it had to switch to, I will run a half marathon on May 12th, 2020. And I did, but I think I did an entire episode on it. We made our own bibs, we made our own t-shirts, our own medals, and it felt so awesome, exciting, and real. But I made it so specific that my brain had no wiggle room to say that this is not going to happen. It knew exactly what I was wanting to create, and so it did. I put plan into action, which we're going to talk about in a second. And I made a plan. I made it very specific. I made it very easy to follow because our brains love having plans. Even if you are not a type A person, your brain will always do better when it has a direction, when it has something planned out ahead of time. It's like prepping, meal prepping. There we go. Whenever you meal prep, it's so much easier to choose healthier options than the easy go-tos maybe that were a past habit of, you know, grabbing, I don't know, something that doesn't make you feel as good. So making a plan. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, I want to talk about a word. I think you guys have probably heard this, I'm not going to say trend um, because I'm so falling into it, but the, the idea of creating a word for 20, for your year, a word of the year. Um, I'll go ahead and let you guys know, I created a word last year that was hustle, which in that mindset, no wonder I was not feeling so great. Um, but my word last year was hustle and grind, hustle and grind. I don't have to tell you that that didn't go so well because that led to a lot of burnout. Halfway through the year, I switched it to alignment and it felt way better. Um, so I, I chose a word this year very specifically, and I'm for now I'm gonna keep it to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm working on working on testing it out a little bit more before I fully announce it. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because with your direction, is there a word, or I like to even say a name? Is there a name that you can attach to this person? A word that you can attach to this person? That whenever you hear it, it will almost snap you into that motivation. We've talked a lot about language and the importance of language on this podcast. And yep, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not going away anytime soon. But language is so important. When you, ta- when you attach a very positive, very impactful meaning to a word or a name, that word name, whenever you hear it, our brain is going to deem it as important. It's going to shoot off all the neurons that link to the meaning or the story or the drive behind the name, and it's going to shoot that into your brain. And it's going to be like, okay, let's go. Um, just recently, I was in a seminar, virtually, of course, but I was in a seminar where we created a name that was attached to the old version of ourselves that really didn't serve us. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I used to hear this exercise and I thought it was a big load of bullshit. <laughs> I was like, a name? Are you serious? What am I going to call her? Big piece of shit? A hullabaloo of what the fuck? Like, what Like, what am I going to do with this? And it always felt really dumb. I'm not going to lie. But something really hit me in this moment. And I was doing it and 
I was attaching this this name to this person who was so about hustle, 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 push, push, push. That person I'm really trying to avoid. And honestly, I'm doing a pretty damn good job because, hey, yo, mindset and belief system. But I attached this name and you guys, the name that came into my mind was Daenerys Targaryen, the mother of dragons. Now, despite how you feel about Game of Thrones, um, I hated season eight with a fiery burning passion. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil just in case people haven't seen the show and they want to. Um, but something happens. And so I, I latched this name to this person who I was wildly trying to avoid being. And then I asked myself, okay, if that's who I want to avoid being, who do I want to be? Someone who's so about ease and alignment and letting things be so about love, connection, mission, 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 mission keeps coming into my mind. And I was like, who is like that? Who is someone who is so about the good of the people, the good of what driving forward, a force for good? And (laughs) Anna from Frozen came into my mind. Now, This is slightly inspired by the thing that I literally uh, say at the beginning of every podcast episode and the fact that I sound like a sassy Disney princess, but I was like, Anna feels so right. So again, it might sound so silly, but now whenever I hear the words Danny and Anna, I know exactly what that means and I know exactly what my body's going to do in reaction to it. So if you want to create a name or a word or whatever that is and attach to the direction that you're wanting to go and maybe even the direction you're wanting to leave behind, I highly recommend doing so. It does not have to be like picking a favorite child. This can be easy. It can be fun. It can be the first thing that pops into your head. You don't have to make it, quote, perfect. And you know what? I'm actually going to call myself on my own BS. I'm going to share it with you guys because I don't need it to be perfect either. I can always change it. Nothing is set in stone, okay? (laughs) The word I'm toying around with is mission. And I've in fact toyed around with it so much that I've actually ordered a bar necklace that has mission engraved in it. Um, Because this year to me feels like the year about service, about drive and about being a force for good that is what this year means to me so much and that is what mission that word really latches on in my heart it's my mission it's the reason I was put on this earth was to be a a helper of people like you who's listening and if anyone's listening and um feels like that's their drive too. Please take that word. I, 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 this is not like my word, mine. I want this to like, of course it's not. Um, but maybe that inspires a new word for you. So, I mean, it's not a requirement, but it was really damn helpful having that word and something to get you in that state of mind pretty quickly and easily. If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help perfectionists get clear on what it is they really want, set goals that will help them get there, and actually follow through and achieve them. If you'd like more information about my program, email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up your free discovery call. Now, back to the episode. However, next step, we're at what, step three now? We are, yes. Um, next up, 
we talked about having a direction. We talked about having a specific direction. And I toyed around with this, and that is get a plan. Now, this does not have to be steps one through 100. My overachievers and perfectionists, listen up. You can know steps one and two and still be good. (laughs) If you have a direction and you know any amount of steps, you have a plan. It's just time to put that plan into action. So a good way of doing this is looking at your goal. Again, I really recommend writing it down. Looking at your direction and asking yourself the question, how am I going to make this happen? What needs to happen in order for me to be where I am and where I want to be? Now, (laughs) here's what happens normally when I say this, is a lot of people listening will suddenly zoom way out. They'll look at all the things. They'll get very overwhelmed. I like to use the example of, um, okay, well, I'm going to build a business this year. Your brain is going to be like, oh my God, well, I need a website. I need clients. Where do I get clients? Oh my goodness. What if I need a logo? How do I make business cards? Do business cards even matter anymore? It's the year of quarantine. It's the year right after of quarantine. And I, I'm not touching people. Ugh. Like our brain gets so overwhelmed and it zooms out and it's like, what's, it's the camera lens. It's what's important. I don't know. I'm too scared. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. Ah, door shut. So instead of asking yourself what's important and then suddenly seeing 50 huge tasks, even two huge tasks can feel so overwhelming. Hell, one very huge task can feel terrifyingly overwhelming. So chunk it down into things that you know exactly how to do. I talked about this in my goal setting workshop all the time, but I like to use the one sitting rule. What are things that you can do in one sitting, meaning 20 minutes to an hour? Chunk it down into things that you can do in 20 minutes to an hour. And it's going to take a second if you have a lot of things. That's okay. But if you see yourself writing down big tasks like do create a website, that can be really overwhelming if you're not a website designer. <laughs> so chunk it down into little tasks. Research three platforms that I want to host my website on. Task one. Task two, register at my favorite of those platforms. Task three, find a color scheme that I want to use or find a template that makes me feel really aligned with my business. Maybe before that is write down five, six, seven words that make that feel like I want to be conveyed whenever someone lands on my page. Cool? Chunk it down into tiny things. I'm gonna, guys, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm sorry, I'm going to anyway. Having a mentor on this part is huge. Having a mentor on this part is massive. This is, I mean, you can use whoever, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna plug myself because I know I'm damn good at this stuff. So if you need that, please reach out. You guys, I do these free discovery calls for anyone who wants to be a part of my one-on-one program. There is zero commitment. It is 30 minutes of you and I for free so you can test out coaching to see what it's like. And it is totally like no commitments, no nothing. I don't keep your email in some hidden file somewhere so I can reach out and sell to you. That's not my MO. I'm sorry. Instead, it is 
30 minutes for you to see what I'm like as a coach, for you to see how much you can get out of this program, and for you to hear about it. And there is always the opportunity to say, no, my feelings will not be hurt. But I feel like a lot of people think that whenever they hop on these calls, it's only going to be selling. And it's like, I, to be honest, I used to have a huge fear of being sold to because I didn't know how to say no. And I want you to know that that is the last thing I want anyone to ever feel on a discovery call. So if you're interested, that makes you feel better. And if you know that having someone to bounce these ideas off and get a really crystal clear plan, that's only like 5% of what we do on our calls, but it's a damn good start please reach out to me. I have a link in the show notes that is a um, link that'll take you to a discovery call booking page. Again, zero commitment, but it is just there if you want to use it. Please do yourself a favor. If you have a goal this year, if you have a direction you're wanting to hit and you're like, oh God, I really want to make sure this happens, but I think I can do it on my own. I want you to ask yourself how many times you've said that before. So I digress. Again, link link is in the show notes. If you want to use it, it's there. Again, zero commitment. It's just there if you want to use it. So anyway, (laughs) Um, I really recommend getting that crystal clear plan, writing it out, having it somewhere where you can access it. So seeing, okay, like I know I've done X, Y, Z. I can do this today or I can do this this week. Planning it out is so vital, which leads me right into step whatever, four, five, I don't know anymore which is avoiding the all or nothing syndrome. Overachievers and perfectionists, please listen to this part on blast, full focus. (laughs) All or nothing syndrome looks like this. I have a direction. I have a list of all the things that I want to do to get me to that direction. Or I have a list of all the things I feel like I have to do in order to get me to that direction. All of these things feel so incredibly important. So I have to do them all. Right now, I have to focus on only that. I have to pour all my energy. It doesn't even mean you have to pour all your time, all your mental energy into these things until you are incredibly burned out and tired and the rest of your life is looking like, um, excuse me, are we chopped liver? I don't know where you think you've gone, but um, we're still important. Then you feel tired, you feel um, really broken down and like you're being thinned out. And then you see, you link so much pain to this thing that you once were so inspired by, this direction, this goal that you have for yourself, that finally you say, Now's not the right time, clearly. I'm way too busy in other things. Who has been here before and did I just at you? (laughs) This is what I call all all, all or nothing syndrome. Oh God, I went to acting school. That was horrible. (laughs) This is what I call all or nothing syndrome. So for example, overachievers. A lot of the times I'll say, okay, To avoid all or nothing syndrome, all you need to do is pick two to three things from your list of one sitting things, by the way, not the 5,000 sitting things that are huge big goals like creating a website, (laughs) like (laughs) one sitting things, pick two to three of those and schedule them into your week and do them, two to three things. 
Or another way of looking at it is maybe like 20 to 30 minutes a day or 20 to 30 minutes five days a week. <laughs> um, the overachievers in the room will always say, and I've, I, you guys, I cannot even express how many times I've heard this. And even from myself, I've said this too. So they say, but Nicole, if I have all this time, like I have like an hour here, an hour there, an hour here, there, and there, there, there. That means I can do 15,000 more things, right? That means I can do X, Y, Z. That means I can do this, 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 and this, this, and then this. And then tomorrow I can do 10 more things. And then the next day I can do five more things. And that just means I'm getting it done faster, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and here's why. Because one of two things are going to happen. One, you're going to get hella burned out after day like six because again you're stressing yourself you're stretching yourself too thin the rest of your life is looking at you like what the fuck am I trapped liver I don't know what happened where'd you go or two you're gonna wake up one day on the day that you've planned like 20 things for yourself you overachiever (laughs) and you're not gonna feel motivated to do it you're gonna feel tired You're going to feel stressed because you have another project or stressed because you have another obligation that you feel like you have to do. And that stress or that lack of motivation is going to open up the door for that limiting belief to stay. yeah, the reason you're not feeling motivated is because um, you're not enough to achieve this goal. You think that you can do this? Are you kidding me? You're not even motivated. You're a failure. And then it's going to shut the door and just whisper on the way out, you should quit. And because we're in a low energy state, we're going to listen to it. And whether that means you fully quit that day or a few days later, it happens. Now, the reason I say this two to three things is not to put you in a box so you feel like you're suffocating and suffering and, but what about all the things I want to do? Shouldn't I take massive action? If you're in a state of flow and alignment, the two to three things don't matter. Again, if you're in a state of flow and alignment, those two to three things don't matter. If you have not felt the state of flow and alignment in a very long time or you're even questioning what does that feel like, please schedule a call with me <laughs> or someone. <laughs> doesn't have to be just me. But falling in love with the why you love to do things is the biggest part of why I'm telling you guys this is the year of 2021 for you to not be so damn hard on yourself, a.k.a. This is the year to fall in love with what you do again. Okay? It is not to put you in a box. It's not to say you're only allowed to do two to three things. And if you do more, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) It's because sometimes if we feel, especially for those overachievers, the what if I have all this time and I can do it and I can blah, blah, blah. Those people, and this is a general statement. This is not always, but generally, a lot of the times when I see from the overachievers that feel like they have to dive all in, all at once. They have to do everything all at once. It's not from a state of flow. It's from a state of excitement. But there's a little piece of them that feels like if they don't get everything done right away, 
it will never happen or they're not enough. Meaning they've put themselves on such an impossible high standard to meet that they have to do everything all at once because they have to meet that standard. And that standard is impossible. So I'm going to say this slowly and I want you to repeat after me. (laughs) Good things are allowed to take time. It is not about getting to the finish line. It is about who you become along the way. I really believe that this year we can either put in action the things that we learned about ourselves last year, even though it was hard. That doesn't discredit that it was hard. That doesn't discredit that you went through something that maybe shook you to your rock bottom. That doesn't discredit it at all. In fact, rock bottoms, I know this sounds really weird, but I actually celebrate rock bottoms. Because when you're in rock bottom, and it doesn't have to be like you're like laying on the curb with no clothes on your back and it's winter outside. I don't know. But like rock bottom can be a state emotionally, can be a state spiritually, it can be a state of career, finances, relationships. It doesn't, you name it. Rock bottom is not a, 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 finish line or a a, a line so to speak rock bottom is so unique to the person so please hear me on that but I celebrate rock bottoms because when we're in rock bottoms we make a decision and normally that decision is no more I refuse to live like life like this ever again I want you to think about a time in your life that was hard, that maybe you thought that things were hopeless, or maybe you thought that things were never going to change, and yet you changed them. I'm going to use the example that I used earlier. There was a time when I thought that I was never going to fall in love, that I was never going to be worthy of love ever again. I was so hurt and upset and angry. I was so angry. And I'm not going to lie. It was not a state where anyone who knew me would know that I was in it. It was very hidden. It was, I, I mean, I was hiding a bunch of things at the time. I was hiding an eating disorder. I was hiding um, some very inappropriate uh relationships with alcohol and and friends and stuff like that and from the outside it looked fine however when I was in that space I made the the decision (laughs) this is what happens when I try to be vulnerable um no uh when I was in that space I made the decision that I am filled with so much love that there is no point in me holding on to this anger anymore. And it was actually right around then when I did the forgiveness exercise that I talked about earlier. And it wasn't long after that that I forgave the person. Again, that's a whole other subject. Um, 
And I didn't forgive the person for, let me be frank, I didn't, I didn't forgive the person for what they did to me. I forgave the person for, I, I forgave the version of myself that that happened to. So it really was kind of hand in hand. Again, it wasn't like a forgiveness of like, what you did was okay. It was more of a, um, I forgive myself for going through that and for hiding it and feeling like it was normal. And so I took that knowledge and that lightness, that leeches falling off my skin, um, I took that lesson and, and was almost reborn. It was almost like a phoenix rising from the ashes. And that's when I really started talking about this. And I started, um, I can't, I, I can't believe I just am realizing this. This is, this is also when I started really realizing how much I wanted to become a coach. Um, because I saw the transformation that just a mind, a mind can do. And I actually, not too long after that, gave a speech about domestic, domestic violence awareness and that was the first time I spoke publicly. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, again, it's, it's not that you have to be grateful for the experience that happened, but I am very grateful for the person that I chose to become rising out of it. So, 2021 can be the year that you stop being so goddamn hard on yourself. 2021 can be the year that you allow things to be aligned and easy. That you can allow things to be created, not hushed or rushed. You can do this. I so believe in you. If you are curious about joining the Lyft community, which is one of the best things that has happened to me in this life. Like, I'm so excited to see where this grows. If you're interested in joining the Lyft community, the link is in the show notes. It is a blessing. It is so beautiful. I've had numerous members reach out to me and say, oh my God, I can't believe this is this cheap. I can't believe that you guys are pouring this much into it. And I'm just, I'm so proud of these amazing human beings that are, that have chosen to join this ride with Kiana and I, and of course, to my business partner. I'm so proud of her for doing, leaping in and joining this. And I'm just, I'm so proud. So you guys, if you are interested in joining, again, link is in the show notes. I love you all so much. And I will talk to you very soon. Happy 2021. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.